welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we are continuing the conversation from Sunday, going a little bit deeper, making things a little bit more practical, turning the monologue from the stage into an actual, you know, kind of two-way conversation. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun today because we had a special guest for us at church yesterday by the name of Joe McGee. He's kind of a, a CLC favorite. We've had him out uh, several times over the years. And Joe is, oh man, if you don't know Joe McGee, he is a unique individual, he really uh, is. an absolutely amazing uh, guy. And let me tell you, he is, he is who he is on the stage and off of the stage. There's an authenticity about him that is so endearing, but we, we call, uh, or actually he calls it uh, a laugh and learn. And ultimately that is absolutely what happens. Uh, you laugh like crazy. Uh, anytime Joe takes the stage, uh, I, I think he m- might've missed his calling as a comedian, but uh, there is some nuggets of wisdom that he throws out there. Now, the challenge for doing a podcast around uh, Joe's message is he didn't really have a sermon outline. There wasn't like, you know, four points, three points, two points. It was just kind of like, hey, here's a funny story. And I hope you caught the really important principle within that story. But we're moving on to another funny story uh, and you better catch up. Uh, and so today we're going to do our best. Uh, and I say we because I invited my wife back to Between Sermons. So, hey, Sol, how's it going? It's going well. Like I, I, uh, I appreciate the invite on this <laughs> marriage uh, episode of the podcast yeah, and parenting, and, parenting yeah. and you mm-hmm. know, I think that's a fun conversation to have when you are sitting across from your spouse. Uh huh. Tell yes. me all the things I'm doing wrong. Exactly. Uh, Tell me how much you love me and how awesome I am. Yeah. So for yes. those of you that are just in for the tea, um, I guess you'll you'll get it. Um, Mm-mm. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, so this probably is going to be a major conversation around parenting and marriage. But I think a lot of the things that he said really, really were broader than just a marriage or parenting context. So really, for, for anybody that's listening or watching this podcast, it's like, look, I'm not married or my kids are so grown. They're, I'm done parenting them. They're, mm-hmm. they're about to enter the stage where they parent me. Uh, but <laughs> wherever you are on that spectrum, I think that... Uh, I think that what Joe had to say really does have some some nuggets of wisdom for us in just life. Yes, and I think that and I think that that is uh, true with most um, relationship series, right? Like, because Absolutely. I think that you can always use the principle, not necessarily for the for the person that yeah. that that it was intended to. You yeah, know, yeah. like you can use something that it was for a spouse or for a kid, and just use it in your relationships at work, in your relationship yep. uh, with friends and stuff. Because the principles stay the same; it is just the application that changes. Right. Absolutely agree. And I think a lot of times when we approach our relationship series at CLC, we go into it with that in mind. Yeah. You know that hey, look, we we may be using the word spouse a lot. But you could apply that to how you treat your parents, how you relate Mm -hmm. to people at work, like you said, uh, or even in a dating relationship. And so it's just it's knowing, okay, how do I apply this thing in this relationship? Yeah. But the wisdom and the truth, especially coming from God's word, is going to be timeless and applicable to really any relationship. Yeah. Might you just might, have to put a little more work in. I was about to say you might have to figure it out how how it how it uh, translates and how you actually work it out in a different relationship, but the principle is the same. Yeah. So with Joe's message, I I man, I we listened to it twice and uh, honestly loved every moment of both services. And he told different stories in each service. Like it was one of those where you, you totally missed out on stuff depending on which service you came to. Don't you just want to sit down with him like for like 
a week and just oh, have yeah, him yeah. just tell you his life story, oh, like yeah, yeah, story yeah. after story after story from the moment that he was a little boy until now. Yes. Like, uh, I want to know everything. I, yeah, I definitely want more stories of Joe in the fishing hole and, <laughs> you know. I don't want any more stories of snakes, though. I'm, no, I'm no good with that. Stories? No, okay. I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, we did get to sit down and have lunch with him, with the family, and uh, mm -hmm. our son nearly nearly killed uh, killed Joe. That was, uh, <laughs> it made him choke a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did what did Jaden say? So we're having lunch, and Sol's talking about, you know, oh, our kids are so great, and they're wonderful, and they never really do anything bad. And then Jaden, in his sarcastic way, <laughs> goes, the you know of. <laughs> and make him choke so it, hard. It but... caught Joe off guard, and uh, he had a, a little mishap with his with his sandwich. But thankfully, he's okay. You know, okay. We, we did not kill him. We sent him back to Florida, healthy and whole. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yes, good times. Good All right, children. so. So listening to the two messages, I uh, I started taking note of the the like memorable phrases or the mm -hmm. things that he said that just it either like caught me off guard. It was like, man, that just came out of nowhere or it was like, man, that was that was a big moment. Yeah. But it was like it was almost like it could have been lost in the the funnies and the story. And then he's he was moving pretty quickly. I mean, from one thing to the next. And so it was like, man, what he said for 10 seconds, we could talk about for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting there going, well, why don't we? <laughs> uh, and so today for the podcast, we're just going to kind of look at four of the, the kind of the big ideas that he threw out there while he was telling stories that just kind of grabbed me. Uh, and so maybe we can kind of go back and forth and, and talk through some practical sides of these things. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. We got our plan. Let's see if we can execute it. So almost right off the bat, he started telling the story of uh, Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. They eat the fruit, whether it's an apple or not, whatever. But they eat the fruit they're not supposed to eat. God says, hey, what's going on? And uh, Adam says it was her fault. Uh, Eve says it was the snake's fault. fault. Like passing the blame just became so i don't know natural natural <laughs> in that moment and i think from that moment until 2023 today the the reality is we often uh just pass blame onto somebody else yeah. and and so joe just in the middle of like you know all this random stuff you know all these funny stories he's just like until you take personal responsibility nothing will ever change yeah. And I was just like, just stop right there and say that again. Talk about that. But then he was just he was off and running uh, to this next story. But really, let's let's kind of talk through what does that look like? You know, what, what does that feel like to you when somebody says until you take personal responsibility, nothing's ever going to change? Well, I would like to backtrack a little bit and, and say that I totally felt seen <laughs> 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 because I am a non-confrontational person. Mm hmm. I don't like fighting. I don't like the, hey, you did this wrong. Like, I don't yeah. want to be. You don't like the, to be on the receiving end or on the delivery end. No, I just don't want any yeah, of it. Let's just not do that. Just let, yeah, let's just ignore everything from everybody. Uh, so I think that for me, taking ownership or being able to say, I messed up or have somebody come to me and said, you messed up. Yeah. It is not something I want to do. Yeah. You know, it's not something that I want to hear. It's just, no, please, please, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it is very easy for me to try to excuse myself. Yep. And maybe it is not just passing blame, but it is just, well, I didn't have enough time. Or yeah. it's just that that day I was feeling this. Like, yeah. there is always something that can. Um, An excuse to be made. Yeah, that, that can make that be okay. Or like, 
oh, we yeah. we get it, you know, like yeah, per yeah. little thing, you're not in trouble anymore. Yeah. And and I think that it, it because to me that happens more than just say it was Brett's fault or it yeah, was yeah. or it was my mom's fault or it was yeah. you know like I think that it is less of that and more of a let's find something else that can be the cause yeah. of me not doing what I'm supposed to. Yep. And it's uncomfortable. It's 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 not something that I want to do. It's not something that I want to recognize. And like I, the moment that I know that somebody noticed that I that I didn't do what I was supposed to, no matter what it is, like it yeah. could have been a major flaw. It could have been just not sending the email. Yep. Right. And I just like I start sweating. I start feeling just the anxiety rise up in me. Like I don't want you to see my my flaws i don't want yeah. you to see my weakness i don't want you to see the the things that are not perfect in me yep. like nothing is perfect in me <laughs> but you feel as you know i have to always show up the strong the yeah. put together the collected the i have it all under control side uh even though it's not attainable yeah yeah and i think that that uh, that statement for me was so hitting, like it's hard hitting. It, it pushed your button? Yes, because I know that there are some things in my life that I need to be a little bit more forceful with. Yeah, yeah. And that maybe I have just softened it up because I don't want to feel the uncomfortable feelings. Yep. And I don't want to have uncomfortable conversations. And I just rather us just not deal with it and... And I think that it, it is not, it's not good. It's not good for me. Yeah. It's not good for other people. It's not good for our soul, you know, because in order for us to be reconciled with God, you know, God is a, a God of mercy and grace. Yep. And, and Jesus came and he died on the cross for us, yet we still have to recognize that we are sinners yep. in need of a Savior. So until the moment that we do that, there can now be progress. Yep. And if you always, like, like people say, you know, like you cannot help somebody that doesn't want to get help. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that yeah. is like step number one is admitting that you have yeah. a problem. That, that, I was just going <laughs> to say, you know, the, the step one in all of the, the recovery programs yes. is you've got to admit that you have a problem or yep. you can't get help. Yep. And I think that that for me is, uh, is very difficult to do. Okay. Like it is very difficult to do. And it has taken years and years and years of, of being vulnerable in, in little bits, you know, mm -hmm. and, and maybe not with everything, but a little bit, a little bit that has allowed me to get to a better place, but I have not arrived, you yeah. know? So like it is better than it used to be, mm -hmm. but it is not what I should be or what I should do. Um, and I feel like I am okay with people coming to me and saying I have fallen short and I have grace and I have mercy for those people. But I think that I am my worst um, critic. You know, yeah. I am the the one that that blames myself for not doing the stuff that yeah. I will have ex and extend mercy to yeah, other yeah. people. And, and I, I know that there's some people like that. Well, I, I was gonna say that's probably even true for the majority of people. That the majority of people, um, you know, are going to look at themselves in a harsher light. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to judge yourself more critically than others. Others, yeah. it's it's easier to forgive others than it is to forgive ourselves. I yeah. think is is just a reality of things, which means it also carries into um, 
recognizing and this is what I loved about the statement is that it, it transcends. It's not just a marriage statement. Mm-hmm. It's not just a parenting statement. This is a life statement mm-hmm. until you take personal responsibility. And and there's there's this idea that right. It takes two to tango. Right there. There's this idea that, look, there is a part that you play in everything, mm-hmm. but we're very quick, even though we're our own worst enemy, our own biggest critic, we're very quick to recognize somebody else's part that they yes. played in it and just hyper focus on that. It's like if if I'm responsible, if, if even if I'm responsible for 99 percent of the problem, if you can own one percent of it, I am going to I'm going to point at your one percent so hard yeah. and and it's man there's there's a there's a passage of scripture that i'm blanking on where it's found i think it's in one of paul's letters where he he talks about there's there's three enemies right there's the there's the devil there's the the world the, the fallen world and there's the flesh mm-hmm. and all three of these things are combining to mm-hmm. to create the issues that we face uh, but some people are just really quick to say, well, the devil did it. The devil made me do it. It's it's the devil's fault. And they're looking for a devil behind every bush. And it's like, hey, sometimes it was just you. Like you did something you weren't supposed to do. It yeah. wasn't the devil didn't make you do it. You chose to do it. And until we take personal responsibility, we can't really work on those issues. And and the reality is everything that we're facing in parenting and marriage in life and following Jesus and being disciples, everything, every mistake, every problem, there is at least a percentage that you should own. That it's like, look, my boss didn't give me the opportunity he promised he was going to give me. My boss did this. My boss did that. But here's what I could have done. Here's mm-hmm. what I should have done. Okay, my parents my parents don't know how to forgive or how to treat people nice. And my whole childhood was uh, trauma on top of trauma. I'm not downplaying that at all. I, mm-hmm. I believe you when you say that. And I, my heart breaks for you. But even in trauma, it's like, okay, what what am I responsible for? Yeah. And and I've, I've got to stop just blaming others for the stuff going on in my life because as long as i'm blaming others there's always going to be somebody to blame yeah there's always going to be another person is to, to pin it on uh until i recognize okay this is what i did wrong and and i can't keep doing that because as long as my focus is on somebody else's issues or somebody else's problems or somebody else's responsibility in my issues i'm never taking the time to fix what i've done yeah and and, and it's just easier right it's just <laughs> easier to just yeah. be like it's it's them yeah, because because then you can kind of gloss over yeah. what really is going on inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And looking inside and looking inward, you might find things that you don't want to find. Yeah, yeah. You might have to admit things that you don't want to admit. You know, and and it's it, it is hard. Yeah. It is hard, but it is liberating. Yeah. Because like uh, in the in the experiences that I have, it has taken all my power and all of my vulnerability to be able to say, yes, I messed up. Yep. But then you can breathe. Then yep. you feel There's like freedom, right? Yes. Like then you feel like I don't have to keep holding on to this. I yep. don't have to keep carrying it with me to the next relationship or to the next to the next thing, you know, to the next day. Mm-hmm. Like it is a matter of just saying, I'm not perfect and I still need Jesus. And I think that especially as Christians, sometimes we feel like because we pray this, the the sinner's prayer and because we go to church, then we should not have any issues anymore. And that is not true. We still go through things every single day and we still need to repent about so many things constantly. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means you're human. Yeah. 
but when you are holding on to to things just to cover your appearances you end up in a prison of your own yeah and i think that being able to recognize and say i am not perfect i have done things you know i i didn't send that email or or i messed up big time with my kids or i messed up big time with my husband um when you bring that to the light yeah then you open the door for healing yep but the more that you keep that covered up and and in hiding then that's when shame starts growing that is when where uh, that little snowball starts growing because you are using one lie to cover the first lie and then another one because you forgot the first one and then th things just start yep. getting out of control yep. but when you are able to just be open and honest then you are being vulnerable and you're allowing the holy spirit to really point the things in you that need to change yep. and and there's healing that can happen yep. and then you can have people around you that say hey we're gonna be with you and we're gonna make sure that that you don't go through that again yeah, yeah. you know but if I, I always tell my kids, I cannot help you if I don't know. Yeah. You know, like if you wanted something and you never told me, how am I gonna supposed to know that you needed that? Yep. So we need to be able to speak it out even if it's hard. Yeah, and I think ultimately you've, you've gotta decide what kind of person are you gonna be? Are you gonna be the kind of person that, that pushes blame on others? Or are you gonna be the kind of person that takes responsibility? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that uh, it's very clear that healthy marriages are built on people that both take ownership. Yeah. Uh, healthy parents are parents that take ownership. Like it's not my kid that's bad. It was my parenting that was bad. My, my kid is, is behaving how I train them to behave yep. either yeah. through my action or my inaction. Yeah. Uh, and so I need to take responsibility for that. Um, it's not my boss's fault that I didn't get that promotion. Uh, I need to take responsibility for the days I came in late, the work that I, wasn't my best, mm -hmm. you know, the things that I didn't do, the email that I failed to send out or, or whatever yeah. it is. Like, are we going to be the kind of people that take ownership or are we going to be the kind of people that push blame on others? And I think there's there's a clear direction we should go in. Yeah, and it's maturity, yeah. you know, because I think that it's it, it's cute when a little kid, it's all covered in chocolate and you say that you eat the cookie and they're like, no, you did it. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah. right. Your face is all covered in chocolate. You know, it's like, ah, that's so cute. But when when you're an adult and you're passing blame on somebody else, it's not that cute anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to, to grow and you have to mature. Yep. And, and, and I think that that differentiates even baby Christians from mature Christians, the ones that are able to say, yeah, it was me. Yep. You know, like that, that is what makes not a child, but an adult, yeah. somebody that can say it's, th this is what I'm supposed to be responsible for. Did it happen or it didn't? And there is no in between. Just it's bottom line, right? Yep. And and yeah, there there can be different uh, circumstances why it did happen or why it didn't happen. But let's look at the bottom line first. We take responsibility for that, and then we look at the circumstances. Okay, it didn't happen, but it was because of this. Right. You know, like that that doesn't mean that that there were not external things that could have made that not be able to happen or, or or wherever you know but i think that those are things that you have to address as um as a result but you have to always look at your bottom line like um, am i taking ownership yes or no and then we can see from there what made it not not succeed or what made it fail or stuff like that yeah i love it so 
we're going over four lessons we learned from Joe. Mm -hmm. uh, lesson one was until I take personal responsibility, nothing changes. Yeah. Uh, marriage, parenting, work, relationships, following Jesus. It applies in all of it. Yeah. Okay. Lesson number two that we learned from Joe is uh, this idea that uh, you, you become what you feed on. So mm. don't feed on stupid. <laughs> mm. I just, I don't know if there's just a. He said stupid. Stupid is as stupid, stupid does. does. Yeah, it's, uh, it's from um, uh, uh, Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it, it's one of those. Now his application of it, the fact that he just watches the same John Wayne film for 200 times. I'm like, bro, I, I just can't get on that with you. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I will go crazy. When he, when he said if the movie comes on and it's not in black and white, <laughs> he doesn't want to watch it. I'm like, wow, Joe. Wow. But there is absolutely something brilliant about this idea of you, you do, honestly, you are what you eat, yeah. you know, in, in the health world, but it's also in the spiritual world, you become what you feed on. So stop feeding on stupid. And I think the reality is, and I'm as much as you felt like he was pointing the finger at you on the first point, I think he was pointing the finger at me. Like I feed on stupid a lot. And, and it's, it's one of those things that sometimes it's just, it's like, you can make the excuse of, well, it's just entertainment. It's just, you know, mm -hmm. it's just something to clear my head. And it's like, yeah, but how many of those things are just, they're just dumb. Just plain trash. It's just trash. It's garbage. Yeah. So like, what do you, what do you do with that? Yeah. And you build an appetite for it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And you crave what you've been eating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I want more of it. I, um, I remember, Ooh, maybe like. 18 years ago or something like that. Like it was like a long time ago. I loved this one show and it was so good and it was so funny. And it was so trashy. <laughs> and they cussed like every other word. Right. Okay. And I had never used foul language, not in Spanish or in English. <laughs> like that's just my, my, my mom always uh, raised us up. Not, not like my mama raised me right. But it, <laughs> she, she, uh, it was more than just uh, it's not good for you to talk that way. She always went to the intellectual side of us. And she always said people that are using cuss words don't really have a bad vocabulary because they cannot express how they're feeling in, with any other words but mm. cuss words. So you want to say that in a different way? Just expand your expand your vocabulary. Yeah. You know, so I was like, it was like, oh, so it was in in our minds, it was like a, it's the it's lower education people type thing, okay. kind of to to okay. use that kind of language. So it was always just interesting. It was different. It was different, yeah. and that's how we were raised up. And so we never used that type of language ever. So like I was watching this show all the time, all the time, and it was hilarious i enjoyed it but there was just so many cuss words all the time and one day i remember that i was just sitting there and i was just thinking and i was thinking with cuss words and i was like where did that come from i'm like i don't speak that way why did just flash my mind that specific word and the holy spirit said well why are you watching mm. and i was like yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't speak like that. I'm like, I can watch it and still not speak like that. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit was just really pointing the fact that you might not be saying it out loud, yeah. but now you're thinking that way. And I was yeah. like, ooh, I immediately stopped watching it. Yeah. And it was hard because I was like, but I really like it, you know. But I had to cut it off because that my mind was getting polluted. Yep. 
And yeah. it wasn't something. It was not something that it ever came out of my lips. It was not something that I started acting on. Yeah. But my man was my was already getting words that I never wanted yep. to say out loud. Yep. You know, and and who knows if I would have kept on watching, maybe it was just a matter of time. I don't know. Yeah. But I had to just be ruthless at that moment and said no more. Yeah. That happened to the two of us. We had a show that you and I liked watching together, and we quote a ton of stuff from it. Uh, but it, it was one of those shows that, like, early on, it was, like, kind of borderline. Like, they they almost crossed the line on stuff. And it was, like, as the seasons went on, it was, like, they kept moving that line further and further. And yeah. all of a sudden, we, man, we watched an episode, and we're like, this is just garbage. Like, yeah. we, we've got to stop this. This is not good. Yeah. Because what you're, what you're feeding on, it is influencing you. And, yeah. and the Bible says to guard your heart. Yep. Right. Like above all things, be diligent in this. Guard your heart. Yeah. And and a lot of times we we fail to do that. And and one of my concerns, and this maybe goes into the parenting side of things, is how well are we helping our kids do that? Yeah. You know, how well do we help our kids? Because the reality is they need help. Right. Yes. <laughs> like kids don't know how to guard their own hearts. Like, no. They're they're just gonna go for whatever their friends like or whatever's popular or whatever comes across the feed. And they're going to be they're going to be sinking into it without a thought coming across of, hey, you shouldn't do this. Yeah. And, and honestly, like it, it is um, it is a hard work. Yeah. It, and it requires the Holy Spirit in you. Yep. Because um, I have told my kids multiple times, if even for a second you feel like, oh, this was weird. Yep. Cut it off. Like, don't give it a second thought. Don't be like, well, let me see how it, how it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. from the moment that you just sense something, yeah, that's a no. Yep. And I've seen our kids do that. Yes. Right? Where, like, they're watching something and, like, they turn it off on, them, on their own. But I've also had moments where I'm, like, uh, I think it was I was sitting on the couch working on a sermon or something. I was on my laptop, and Bennett was playing PlayStation while listening to a YouTuber. And this YouTuber all of a sudden just started cussing like crazy. And I was like, Bennett. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he turns it off. But if I hadn't said Bennett, he I don't know if it's because he was multitasking. Right. He's, he's playing FIFA or whatever uh, at the same time as listening to this guy. But it was like, man, we you've you've even said before, like, you, you know, the voice of yep. the YouTubers that they listen yep. to. And when you hear a different voice, you walk in and say, hey, who's this? What are you yes. watching? Yes. Yeah. I tried. I tried to be connected as much as possible. You know, like I cannot yeah. just sit with them, watch all of the things that yeah. they watch. It just, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But you kind of rec start to recognize um, the tone of voice and the, the stuff, you know, like the, the style of music that they play. So if it's something different, yep. well, let me let me dig into it a little bit, a little bit deeper, you know. And and I think that it always comes back to the Bible. Yeah. Like I've been telling our kids, what does the Bible say? You know, the Bible says that we have to think about things that are honorable, things that are of good repute, things that are worthy of praise. Is anything that you're watching, worthy you know, praise. you know, like <laughs> that might be a cause, hard one cause, to justify because th that's what the Bible says. Think about these things. Yeah. So are your thoughts connected to any of those yep. things? And if not, then let's let's back it up. Let's see what yeah. what is happening, you know, uh, and. and it is about not making it okay when they are little because yep. some uh, again when they are little kids and they 
say a bad word it's like oh that was so funny you know or like they they mistreat somebody and you're like oh that was so cute they're so rude but it's only two year old and it's not a big deal the more that you allow those things to oh, grow yeah. then it will be so hard for you to say that is not what we do yeah because that's always what you celebrated me doing Honestly, i don't understand one of, one of the hardest things as a parent is when your kid does something awful but it's hilarious and you just want to laugh you want to laugh so hard but you know if i laugh at this it reinforces the behavior exactly. and it, it puts them in a place where they're like oh let me do that again mm -hmm. but sometimes when your kids are bad it's funny it, like it, there's been times when like you and you've walked out of the room because you're on the verge of laughing at our kids yes but yeah. that's the thing, you know, like as adults, we understand these things. Yep. They are just learning them. Yeah. So you have to to be uh, coherent with what you're saying and what you're doing. Like you cannot say one thing and then exemplify exactly. something else. Yep. You know, like if you are doing it yourself, yep. then don't ask why my kid is acting this way. Yep. You know? Yep. And, and trying to tell your kid, well, it's not appropriate for you, but it's appropriate for me. Makes no oh, sense, man. I don't. I don't really get behind that. Like, I get that there's different rating levels and there's a maturity, but I think that there's negative is negative, whatever the age group is. Yes. Uh, and so, like, if if they see you watching something, they're gonna want to watch that thing too. Yeah. Um, if they see you engaging in a form of media or music or whatever, maybe it's the music you're listening to, and you're like, you know what, this isn't appropriate for you, but they know you still listen to it. It's like, man, that's it's it's almost like a, you know, don't do as I say uh, or do as I say, not as I do. Yes. Um, yeah. It's just I don't know. It's it's kind of a, a dangerous place to be. It's like um, a lot of times I end up uh, coaching guys that are dealing with lust. Uh, and it's it's one of those things where it's like, OK, well, what are you listening to? Like every song you're listening to is about hooking up. Every show you're watching is sexualized. It's like you, you are surrounding yourself with lustful thoughts and then coming to me saying, why do I have so many lustful thoughts? Yes. It's like, well, I, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? You know, what TV show have you been watching? What movies have you been watching? What music are you listening to? What 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 websites are you going to? What I I get that there's sexual content around us all the time, but yes. you can still choose which things you entertain, which things you focus on. All right? You can you can choose to block people on Instagram, on Facebook. You can choose I don't want to see ads like this again. Yeah. Uh, but the more you entertain those ads, the more the algorithm's going to push those things to you. And so if you're looking at your social media feed and you're like, man, it's just all just half naked women. Well, what have you been looking at? Sorry, that got, got a little bit of a tangent no, there. But no, no, no. But that's but that's great. You know, and I was just thinking how some people feel like, well, the Bible is so outdated. You know, the Bible is so not relevant. But I am so thankful that the Holy Spirit inspired people to write Guard your heart above all else. Because I think that we had never been in a age where we needed to guard our heart and our ears and our More eyes right and now. our everything. Absolutely. Than today. Yep. You know. So it was not something that, that it was told just for the people at that time. Yep. But it is something that it is so needed today. Yep. Like if you're not guarding yourself, yep. then you're just open everything yep and everything is bad <laughs> just like it's, just just man there, there's not a lot of good in the world right now you know just just in reality it is very sad like i was uh i was um looking um at a well i was watching a video and it was about this nine-year-old boy doing this like rap music 
when you were talking about the the whole lustful stuff. It's a nine year old. What does a nine year old know about s stuff? You know, and code for sex when you say stuff. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he's singing about graphic stuff. Yeah, and you're. I was mind blown yeah. to the fact that somebody thought it was okay yep. to write a song that a nine-year-old boy will sing, yep. not understanding what implications it brings to that kid. Yep. So we are not even just saying, well, yeah, it is just like the adults kind of thing. No, we are bringing little kids yep. to do things that they are not supposed to do when we are supposed to guard their hearts yep to teach them how to guard their hearts to teach them what it is it's good to say and what it's not good to say to to teach them what they're supposed to be thinking about yep. to to teach them how to to uh love god and and hate sin instead we're saying hey this is the grunchiest song that i can come up with you go ahead and sing it yep like no we 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 gotta we gotta guard our hearts we yep. need to be vigilant with our kids and with everybody around us and, and ourselves really yeah. yeah and it's interesting i think there's two approaches in parenting uh to this two two potentially healthy approaches i should say like there's a lot of different approaches some of them are really <laughs> bad uh but there's there's the christian parent that says okay i'm putting security blocks on everything they're they're gonna have zero access to this stuff and then there's uh the parenting option that says i'm going to teach my kids how to rightfully choose themselves and i'm going to trust them in that process and i think you and i we've we've opted for that second option um you know it's it's not we do have some security things in place but for the most part it is i'm i'm teaching you what's good and what's bad and i'm trusting you to make the choices and personally my conviction is uh that creates better adults uh down the road Whereas if everything is just about restriction mm -hmm. and they're never really learning how to decipher and how to choose and how to know, okay, I got to juggle these things. Uh, and so it's, if it's all just about restriction and saying nothing is getting through to you that I don't approve personally, then they've never learned how to discern for themselves. The, 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 I think that the danger, uh, and I'm not saying that one is right and one is wrong. Or oh, one no, is wrong. and the, and that you have to just give him free access and free roam, right, like like right. absolutely There's, not, like yeah, balance. You know, you give him freedom to th to their age. Right. Yeah. You know, like you're not yeah. just gonna let him like, well, yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. You For know, a long time, Kelsey had access to YouTube Kids with parental blocks and parental permissions. Now for she has YouTube she Kids. <laughs> right. And it's just, you know? Yeah. You, you know what? Like still, still, like you have to give him access or or freedom within the parameters of their age group and still you have to be very vigilant yes. because even in those things yep. they try to sneak things in that you're oh, like absolutely, absolutely yep. not right yep. like just I, like i no. sat down with Jaden one time and i was like show me your country roll history uh country rolls the anime uh thing that he he, he watches because he's he's got a uh a, a, i don't know an obsession with anime and it's like okay some of that stuff is very not appropriate and so let's let's go through your watch history let's let, would would dad watch that show would you watch that show with dad yeah <laughs> like, you got to have those questions and those those conversations absolutely like what were you watching what did they say yeah. you know so like it's 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 important but i think that sometimes in our good intentions mm -hmm. because i think that it is well-intended parents that try to put their kids in a bubble yep 
They're creating the safety barrier. Yes. I think that sometimes you just teach your kids how to hide better. Yeah. And I say this lovingly, but I've I've met kids that you could you could you know their parents are like we don't do this and we don't do this and we don't yep. see this and we just just don't yep. right but when the kid is now with parents you hear all kinds of things that you're like wait what yep and you watch what yep and you're trying to access what yep you know because the, the moment that the mom and dad are not watching yep. i'm gonna sneak as fast as i can yep because then i know that i'm going back to the bubble Yep, and the reality is our kids have ratted out other people's kids when they when they do that kind of thing. They're like, man, and, they're yeah, and, and not, not even good. just and not, not even just like their kids telling us like I've seen, it, seen it personally, yourself, yeah. yeah, right? Oh yeah, me too. And like just with everything, you know, we we have this little cabinet in our in our house that we have all of the snacks for the kids. You know, like they have some candy and they have just a bunch of different things so that when they have to prepare their backpacks for school, they have snacks there. If they feel like a snack during the day, they can just go and grab it and I don't have to try to bring things down. So it's like a yeah. very level yeah, a level that they can all reach it. And I cannot tell you how many times kids that don't have that have come to our house and they're like, You can touch all of your snacks and then all of a sudden they are in like Six things of cheese its and, and like candy Find and the wrappers all over the place. Yes, and they're they're like it's just I I don't get this, right? Yeah. And 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 then you ask the parents and they're like, Oh, they are not allowed to have any of those things and I'm like, Oh, you already ate like twenty. Like, okay, <laughs> let's let's I didn't know, right? And it is exactly the same the same thing with with other stuff, you yeah. know, with, with shows, with with words that are used, with songs yeah. that they are sung. You may think that they don't have access yeah. to those things, yep. but they do. Yep. And they might just not show it in front of you. Yep. So I much rather have those real conversations with my kids and say, yep. who, who showed you that song? Who told you to yep. say that? What does that actually mean? Let's talk about it. It's yep. probably not a good thing that you know that that means this. And they're like, oh, 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 yeah, I don't <laughs> want that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because then they will be able to choose. And yeah. I don't want my kids to hide from me to yeah. do things. Instead, I will rather them be able to talk to me about yeah. it. And I'm not saying that I'm that I'm right because I don't know. Yeah. And it's, I'm not saying that my kids are better than anybody's, that, right. that my kids are better than any other kids because I don't know. There's still a lot of hours that they are not with me. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. But... The moments that they are with me, I try to be more intentional. I try, yeah. like, something that Joe McGee was talking about uh, yesterday when he was talking about, um, at the end, he just end, ended with a bang uh, talking about sex. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Made you very uncomfortable. It was and, but he was, he was just talking about the fact that if your kids have questions, you have to answer. You know, yep. and he was like, just answer them like they are asking you for a peanut butter and jelly. Just yeah. just go for it. I love he said, when your five-year-old asks you a question, give him a five-year-old answer. Yep. When your 10-year-old asks, asks you that question, give him a 10-year-old answer. Like, I remember we um, um, used to have the app, the Acnator, and there's like a little genie, and you're supposed to think about a person, and then... Ask questions. And then the Acnator is asking you questions, and then you say yes or no yep. to, to different things, and it will, it will guess, guess person what person is. you're thinking about. And my kids used to love that because it is a very smart AI, you know, just yeah. formulating questions and trying to 
to narrow it down they pick to pick out cartoon characters and YouTubers and superheroes. And, and it will always guess them right. And I remember one time um, Bennett came to me and he was like, so I have a question. What is gay? And I was like, what? I'm like, where did you hear that? You know, and he's totally like, out of left field for the conversation. Yeah, we're and, having. and then and then he was like, well, you know, because the Akinator, like I was trying to get my YouTuber, and uh, and the Akinator keep, keeps asking, is 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 the YouTuber gay? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. Because we're having that conversation, <laughs> you now. know. And I remember I was like, I am not having this conversation twice. So I was like, Jaden, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them and try to explain a little bit you know like i didn't go into detail or anything like that and i remember yeah because ben was probably what six years old at the time yeah six seven so so like i was we were not gonna go deep into it so you know i explained what the belief was but what the bible says and they were like oh okay and they left and i was like okay we went through that one right <laughs> <laughs> but you know you I could have just brushed them off and be like, well, we're not going to talk about that or just like, just don't play that game anymore, yeah. you know? But it wasn't the game. The game was not trying to push anything to them. It was just trying to narrow it down. What is the yeah. person you're talking about? Yep. Um, so you, you're going to encounter a lot of those things, but you still have to be able to talk about it but protect them at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's it's... It's uh, uh what what did, what do you guys say it here like uh here as in in the U.S. like it's a like a dance like slow dance or like like a tango or something. Uh, I have no Type idea what you're trying to say. Well, you know when when there's like a, a like a fine line and how you how do you manage this is like a like a dance. No. No. That, not that, that, I know. that that maybe maybe somebody can put it in the, in the comments. comments. Put it in like, the comments. It's like a, it's, it's like a slow trying to say right It's like now. a slow dance. It's a slow the, dance. Uh, it's like a, a tightrope walk is probably like what I would have said. No sé. But it was <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It just it's just almost hacer eso en español. Mejor. We go. <laughs> we go. ¿Quieres español? Vamos. Vamos. <laughs> No, but it is like something like that. But it basically just meaning like it's it's a fine line, and you're yeah. kind of trying to to move around it and try to navigate the things that like tap dancing around it. I don't know. We're we're gonna have a fun time figuring this one out later. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I love all the dance moves though. Keep keep <laughs> keep them coming. I'm trying to I'm trying to flow into the into the saying, but but it is one of those. You know, like you cannot have just one approach to all of it. Right. You have to kind of navigate your your turns uh, and, and your approaches and yeah. your words and how much do I share, how much do I don't share. Try to kind of figure out the situation. It's, 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 yeah. it's hard. It is. And it's each hard. kid is going to be different at each age, age level. Yes. Like that conversation you had with Bennett at six or seven, it, there's another version of that conversation that happens at 10. There's another version of that conversation that happens at 15. Like th that conversation evolves over time. And yes. So do all the other fun conversations. Yes. I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think something for, for people to just kind of keep in mind is uh, how many things did you do that your parents had no clue that you were doing when you were a kid? Well, now just apply that to your children. <laughs> and it's like, that's a really depressing <laughs> moment. And it's a little eye opening. For uh, you, I was a good kid. <laughs> I was a good I... kid. Don't believe everything you hear on the internet. <laughs> I um, was a good kid. 
I bit some kids, but that was about it. You were a very good kid. There was also some things that we've talked about. Yeah. I ain't going to air your dirty laundry <laughs> for the for the world. I'll just say, don't believe everything you hear on the internet. Uh, but one one last thing that I'll say about this, uh, and then we got two more points we got to get to. Um, this is something that I heard when I was like 18 years old. It is absolutely ex- extreme, extreme. And I'll admit, as a pastor, I don't live up to this as much as I know I need to or want to or should. But it is the thing that has shaped every enjoyment of entertainment I've ever had. And it is, why would you be entertained by something Jesus died to save you from? And so if I'm being entertained by a show that revolves around there's a woman that or a husband that cheated on his wife and like, you know, this there was a show that came on, I don't know, a couple of years ago that was just about adultery. Like it was that the whole show was just about adultery. Scandal? Maybe it was Scandal. I don't know. I never watched Scandal. But you got I very heard, excited about I, it just I now. heard people saying that it was really good, though. I've yeah. never watched it. That, that's probably the thing I'm thinking of. Um, but it's like, okay, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Am I choosing to be entertained by something that Jesus literally died on a cross to save us from? Yeah. And, man, I don't live up to that. But that's that's the target that I shoot for. Like I'm 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 when I'm being entertained by something, it's okay. Is this movie? Is this something that Jesus like? If Jesus was sitting on the couch with me right now, how awkward? How awkward would it be to watch this movie with Jesus sitting next to me? Well, why is that any different than the Holy Spirit living inside of me while I'm still watching that movie? Yeah. Now I just made everybody listen to this podcast really uncomfortable. So let's move on to <laughs> our third uh, point, which uh, was. Uh, uh, I kind of love the the way he said it, but he, he talked about if if you're not sacrificing uh, for someone, it is not love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then he said, "You're dead, big boy." <laughs> and I took that personally. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, this this whole comment of uh, you are supposed to die to self that that when you get married, and I I really believe that this isn't just a marriage conversation. I see you embody this so well with our kids that you you literally lay down your life for our kids um so it's a marriage thing it's a parenting thing but it's also just a walk with jesus thing like we are we are told we're, we're dead yeah your your old life is dead and buried yes. <laughs> you are raised to new life and in this new life it is it is a life of sacrifice it is a life of saying it's not me it's the other person and so it's not me it's jesus it's not me it's my spouse it's not me it's my kids how do you, because I, I think the, of all the people in, in, I've, I interact with, I feel like you actually embody this so beautifully, so well. And this is definitely a give me some brownie points. I love my wife moment, but <laughs> it's also very genuine. Uh, and so what, what's the secret there? What, what drives that? Um, our kids are lucky. They're cute. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, since I was 17, uh, we started an, on our leadership academy that kind of really shaped a lot of who we are today and how we work and how yeah. we approach life. And you say we because you did it in Mexico and I was doing the exact same program in Colorado at the same time. Right. Uh, and so we have we have a shared background even though we were living in two different countries. Yes. And we had five values that we were kind of living um, and, and kind of try, they they. they I, I will not say try with me. It worked. Those yeah. are five values that we just Work held on, held on to. Yeah. And that's 
this is who you are now. This is the things that you do. This is the things that you value. This is what you embody. And the first one is obvious, God first. <laughs> but the second was others before self. Yep. And that was um, very eye-opening for me always. It was, it's not about me. It's about other people, right? I, I am not, I'm not going to be first. I'm going to be last. Yep. I'm going to be here to serve. I'm going to be here for you. And yep. whatever you need, I am here for you. You know, I am not the first one grabbing food. I am the last one grabbing food. Yep. I am not the, and, and not in a, oh, poor me type of situation, but it in, in the sense of I value you so much yep. that I want you to have whatever it, is it best. It genuinely is an act of love. When, yes. When, and I see you do this all the time. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I want to, I want to be like soul when I grow up. Because <laughs> um, like if there's, if there's food, it's like, I want my kid to enjoy this. Like for me, I'm like, hey, it's food. I'm enjoying. This is great. Like we'll we'll buy a dessert or something, and it's like, you will save at least half of it because even if it's just the two of us out together, you're like, oh, but I got to bring this home. The kids would love this, and the kids were like the last thing on my mind. We're on a date. We're enjoying each other's company. I'm not thinking about the kids, but you're like, oh, the kids would love this so much. I need to bring them some. You know, it's just it's just you you, you start th you start seeing people differently. Yeah. You start seeing people. Uh, with so much value and i think that that is something that is very very needed because it is so easy to think about ourselves and what we want yep. and what we need and what we are achieving or you know my goals in life but how are you helping somebody else get their dreams yeah or get their their their, their best their, their best day you know like last night I was uh, I was tired. I mean, Sunday night. It's just Sunday's you, a long. You, you are never as tired as Sunday night. Um, and um, I was about to start doing our laundry because our laundry was clean but not folded. And then I realized Kelsey's bin was clean, Bennett's bin was clean, Jaden's bin was clean, and the boys they they fold their own laundry. So I started folding Kelsey's laundry. And I was like, okay, so that she can start the week with all of her stuff put away so yep. that she can get dressed in the morning. And then I was like, Jaden is just going to go through that bin and grab wherever is on the top, and it's going to be a hot mess. Let me just fold his laundry. And then I was like, well, I folded Kelsey and Ben and, and Jaden's. Now, of course, I have to fold Bennett's. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put his, his stuff on the bed. And I'm like, well, Bennett will just fall asleep on top of all of the stuff that I just folded. <laughs> so I'm just going to put it away. You know, and then by the end of the night, I realized I didn't do any of our stuff because yeah, yeah. I finished all of their stuff. Yeah. But it just makes you feel like I was able to serve them. Yeah. And I was happy about that. Yeah. You know, but I think that a lot of people have the the a different version of it. And it's like, I want you to serve me, yeah. you know, or I have I have this this education. So I have worked hard to get where I am. So yep. that I am not the one in the bottom row. Yep. So that I am the one that is served. Yep. But that is not what Jesus taught us. Not Jesus all. said, I didn't even, like him being God in the flesh. He said, I didn't come here to be served. But to serve. But to serve. Yep. And if you want to be the first, and you got to be the last. And to give my, my life, life as a ransom. Yes. And so that, that's what we're called to do as well. To, yes. To, to give our lives. Yes. So I think that that is what motivates me to to serve people, yeah. to realize that God himself worked and served people, uh, worked for people and served, for, served, served people and loved people so much to put a huge value on them. Yep. So who am I to value them less? Absolutely.
you know and and i want to make sure that everybody what is what does it say people don't don't care how much you know until they know how much you care yep. like john maxwell and and it is that like when somebody leaves where i am did they feel better about themselves or they feel worse right because i have been with people that when i left i felt like <laughs> i'm worth nothing i am nothing <laughs> i am nobody and i have left other people that when i left i felt like i was the most important person in the world yeah and i want to make sure that i give that se that that second experience to as many people as possible Absolutely. that when they leave me they feel like they were the most important person in the room yeah and and I, I don't know, like that's 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 something that I really believe in, and that's something that I strive for. Yeah. And uh, it's tiring. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm like, I just don't, I just don't want to. I just I yeah. just don't want to see another video of somebody uh, fixing squishmallows. Like I just I just <laughs> don't want to watch more squishmallow. Kelsey hijacks our TV to watch the dumbest things <sighs> in existence. The fact that these videos exist on the internet is... They are for Kelsey. Man. They are for Kelsey. It's heartbreaking. You know what I'm saying? And there's times that that uh, we had a long day and I'm finally back home and I finally get to sit down and Bennett comes like, do you want to watch a game? <laughs> yeah. No. No, I don't. What in this face is telling <laughs> you that I want to watch a game? But you know who watches the game? I do. You do. And I'm like, sure. You yeah. know, there's many times that Jaden had come and he like... I've been wanting to play. Uh, what's the what's what's the game the the card game? Um, Which one? Not Pokemon. The other one. I don't know. Card game? Yes. The we used to play that all the time. He always cheats and wins, and I don't know what's happening. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that one called? Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu -Oh. yeah, like, you want to play Yu-Gi-Oh with me? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even understand I what is happening. That's, that's been a few years. And, and uh, he will just sit down with me and he's like, okay, we're going to have four rounds. I'm like, okay, I lost all of them because he always made rules that I didn't know that existed. And then all of a sudden he called every single thing that he had and I was done. I was like, okay. Uh, you know, but it is one of those that I want many things for my life. You know, I have dreams and I, I have I have needs and all of that. But I know that in this point in life, my kids need me. Yeah. You know, and 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 in the, and in the going into the sad the sad part of it, I know that one day I'm gonna wish they were this age again, and yeah. one day I'm gonna wish that Kelsey will want to sit down and watch Squishmallows with me. Yeah. But she's gonna be married and she's not gonna be there. Yeah. You know. That, that one day I'm going to wish that somebody will sneak into the middle of our bed. <laughs> and we're only going to have the dog that actually does that. The dog does it's do that. So annoying. Just for you, babe. It's Just so for annoying. You. But, you know, stuff stuff like that. Like, yeah. I have to uh, take advantage of that now. But also understand that their needs are also important. And yeah. there's people in your life that have needs that are very important. Yeah. And there might be that nobody is meeting those needs. So what are you doing about that? Yeah. Are you going to be a part of that? Nobody cares. I'm like, well, too bad. I'm going to go now. Yeah. You know, or are you going to be somebody that can make a difference? Yep. And that is up to you. I love it. I'll just add two things uh, to this, this conversation. One is um, we also believe in, in equipping and training up our children. 
right? Like I love your story of, of doing the laundry for them, but the, the, the starting point of that story is they do their laundry. Like it's, it's something we've taught them how to do. That's the responsibility that they have. And so what you were doing was not, you know, the norm. It wasn't the, mm -hmm. well, mom always does my laundry. In fact, when Bennett came upstairs, he was like, Oh mom, can you grab my laundry bin from downstairs? I forgot it. And you're like, actually I already emptied it, folded it and put it away. And he's like, what? Like it was, it was like a blessing at that moment. Mm -hmm. If you're just doing what's expected, if you've just taught your kids, mom does the laundry, then is that, is that really anything special at that right. point? Like you've just, you've set this as the, the norm, but when you set it up so that, Hey, my kids, I want my kids to be functioning adults. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to get into that in a second. But uh, in order to do that, like you can't just do everything for them. Uh, and so we, we have that kind of that balance of, Hey, we're going to teach our kids how to cook, but we're also going to cook for them. We're going to teach our kids how to do laundry, but we're also going to do laundry for them. And, and there's going to be a balance to these things. Yeah. Um, but the, the big thing that I wanted to say is when it comes to this, I'm dead. Mm -hmm. So it's not about my desires, not about my wants, not about what, what, what I need. It's about the other person that works beautifully when both parties are operating that way. Yes. If, if I'm living for you and you're living for me, guess what? Our needs are both being met. Mm -hmm. And, and that's for me, that's the design that God had, uh, that, that we would learn how to put our spouse first. Yeah. And the struggle is the command is not if the other person reciprocates, mm -hmm. then do this. And so the biggest challenge out there is for, couples when one is living for the other and the other is living, living for themselves. themselves and that to me is the most heartbreaking scenario yeah. but it's the reality for a lot of people yeah. and what I just want to lovingly caution people in is when you're in that place it's it's not good I, I recognize that but it's not an excuse for you to to stop yeah. and and I know that there's some people that are going to hate me saying that because it's not it's not a fun thing. It's not a comfortable thing. And it's probably not what, you know, a self-help guru is going to teach you. If they won't care for you, you got to care for yourself. But scripture doesn't say if they treat you well, then die for them. It just says die for them. It just says put lay down your life for the other person. In fact, that's what we're called to do as Christians mm -hmm. for a sinner. You know, for that neighbor that never has done anything nice for you, never will do anything nice for you. You're still supposed to serve that person, regardless of how they they treat you. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, in the Bible, when when Jesus says uh, to his disciples, you must take up your cross to follow me. I think sometimes we miss the gravity of that statement, because when 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 a prisoner was sentenced to crucifixion, and they were forced to carry their cross from the place of sentencing to the execution site like Jesus was. That, that wasn't a unique thing to Jesus. That was common practice or at least semi-common practice. When you picked up your cross, you were dead in that moment. Like it was. Yeah, the, this the, is the, the verdict was done. The verdict like, is done. It is the equivalent of in modern times. They they or I don't know how modern this is, but in the movies, right? Somebody's going to death row. And as they're walking to the gas chamber, to the electric chair, to the whatever room in all the movies and stuff. And uh, I've seen this documentaries. It's a real thing that they would say dead man walking. Mm -hmm. Right. Because this person, they're already dead. Their, their body just doesn't know it yet. 
Uh, mm -hmm. But they, they are a dead man walking. When Jesus says, take up your cross to follow me, the implication there is you are a dead man walking, that you have, you have sacrificed your life. Your life is over. There's no getting out of this. There's no changing. This. Like once you picked up that cross, you are, you are going to be nailed to it. Yeah. Uh, and so when Jesus says to be my follower, to be my disciple, you got to pick up your cross and follow me. It is saying you've got to die to yourself. Yeah. And, and live for Jesus and living for Jesus means living for others. Yeah. And, and it, and it is a, a beautiful thing because the Bible says that if we die with him, we will also raise with him. Love it. You know, we so to make is, this a happy so, ending. So it is, <laughs> so it is not about just being like, well, this is the, this is my cross that I have to bear. Right. It is not, it's not, it is not that type of just have to endure, like just have to endure mm. it. Like just, Sucks to be a Christian, right? Because this is my cross. Uh, it is the promise of Man, the read, life that read is Paul's coming. Read Paul's letters when Paul talks about the joy of following Jesus. The, yes. The, the excitement that he has in his in his writings that even when he's going into persecution, he's like, I count it all joy. Right? Because the, there's, there's the promise that is yeah. coming. The, the, the fact that because I die with him, I will rise with him. Yep. Because I prioritize what he prioritizes, then I am getting to be one with him. Yep. You know, because because of, of me choosing this life, then I can be added to his family. Yep. It is it is beautiful. It yep. is not a sacrifice that just leaves you empty. Yep. And, uh, you know, to, to make this really, I don't know, blunt uh there's a saying that says you, you uh catch more flies with with honey than with vinegar like if you're in a, a relationship and the other person is not living sacrificially for you trust me like the when you sacrifice for that person when you put them first and their needs first it's recognized right it, it's yeah. felt it's seen and even if it's not 100 it man you've got greater chance of that relationship being restored by you serving mm -hmm. than from you being nasty when, when when that person isn't reciprocating and so you start calling them out on it and cussing them out and talking down to them and treating them like crap and closing the door on them and all that you think that's going to fix the relationship because it ain't that's that's not going to help it and, and, so that, and, that, and that doesn't mean that, that you just let people mistreat you. You and don't the, become and a doormat. Yeah, right? you know, and that doesn't mean that, that you take abuse. Cause Absolutely. Because that, that is not what we're saying yeah. here. No. What we're saying here is that you serve not expecting other people to serve you. Beautiful you said. serve because yeah. we're commanded to serve. Yep. And you serve because the same way that I will serve you, yep. I will serve Andy or I will serve Joni. Yep. You know, like I serve because this is who God yep. called me to to yep. be and this is what god says like if you're gonna be my disciple this is what you do yep. so i am obeying yep. what god is saying that doesn't mean that i take abuse that doesn't mean that i'm just 100 that i'm just stay silent in 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 oppression and all of that stuff that is that is yep. not what we're saying here absolutely and I, I think the i love what you said you know we're serving everybody this way the yeah. The only thing that makes marriage different is that you get to serve that person more often, mm -hmm. right? Because you're, you're, you're just together more. For the rest more. of your life. <laughs> yes, for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, the, the sacrifices that, that I make for you, I make for other people too. Yeah. Uh, they just don't get that side of Brent as often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that, was, that was beautifully said. Thank you for making it palatable for people. Brent's such a <laughs> harsh, ugly person. We need soul to just lighten the mood. 
Beautiful. All right, last one. Uh, we'll do this one really quick because I think we're, we're over time. But uh, last thing he said was um, in parenting, it's you're 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 only borrowing. You're you're loaned your children, right? Like you, you don't, don't own like them. That. They're not yours. I don't like it. They're I don't on like loan. It. I don't They're like on it. loan. And at some point, you got to send them back out. You got to give no, them back. They're my babies. That I, yeah. you know. I, I knew you were gonna struggle with this. Like one. I under I understand it. The concept. I understand it, <laughs> and I and I, I I'm, and I am grateful to God, for for the loan. Yeah. Oh, but I love those little munchkins. Yes. You'll never stop. One of them is taller than me, but I'm still yeah. my baby. Yeah. And and you know this this isn't saying like at some point you stop loving or they no. stop. Uh, living as your kids and and i'm you know joe's pretty extreme you know put put your house key in my hand <laughs> like uh, i ain't doing that with my kids uh they're they're welcome to come back anytime uh and but the reality is because if we if we have this mentality of they're not mine they're god's yeah they're on loan to me yeah it becomes a question of stewardship yes and we never talk about stewardship in the context of parenting stewardship is our money conversation mm -hmm. and we're actually going into a money series next and so we're going to talk about stewardship a bunch but the reality is are you a good steward with god's children mm. and am i setting them up so that when they leave if that's at 18 or whatever that when they leave the house are they functioning adults <laughs> and are they in a relationship with jesus yes and and for me that's that's the two goals that's yeah. that's it i want them to be functioning adults right like i don't want to get a phone call from Jaden saying hey how do i cook steak like how do i cook a hamburger like he, he needs to know these things like you don't want to call from from bennett saying how do i fold my laundry right you know the the washing machine is doing weird things i don't know what happened um you know I, we want them to be functioning adults they yes. know how to balance their checkbook they know how to you know go to work on time they know how to take out a loan they, they know how to live that statement i don't i am not a functioning adult <laughs> i don't know how to balance my checkbook like like you mean like on my feet <laughs> anyways <laughs> uh joe mcgee or joe sangle <laughs> is going to be great for you uh yes. this uh this coming sunday you're going to have an fle a financial learning experience and i'm making you sit front and center uh but no i i, I really do think functioning adults so what are we training them in what are we teaching them not just leaving that up to school system because school is yeah. going to teach them a set of things, but there's some things that yeah. just for practical life we need to be in charge of. But ultimately, honestly, the, the number one thing I want is to train them up so that they have a relationship with Jesus. Yes. That their faith is not just mom and dad were pastors, so we went oh, to no. church. That, that will break my if heart. You, if you want to kill me with one thing, yep, it will be just to say, my kids turn 18. They said bye, and they never went back to church. Yeah, and they never had a relationship with God. Yep. Dad just stick a knife and. Yep. So what are you? It. So what are you doing to be a good steward of your children, in like sixty seconds? <laughs> Ooh boy, um, I I try to talk to them about the things of God const constantly, and not just in the um, church setting or in mm. a church way. Right. You know, because I think that that's when sometimes it can be uh, a God that is so isolated to a place or to a time of the day on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to make sure that our kids know that a relationship with God happens every single day of your life. Yep. You know, and I don't want to impose a ministry as an um, 
work for the church uh, mentality in e either right. of them. Yep. Well, well, actually, any of them. Yep. Um, you know, like I don't want them. Yeah, to we do have three children, yes. so either of them <laughs> either doesn't of them. really work. Either of I was Who'd thinking about. Out, I was thinking. I was thinking about the boys. The boys. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I know that Kelsey has said that she wants to be a pastor when she grows up. So, <laughs> but but I don't ever want to just assume, you know, or to just be like, well, this is. This is kind of like a dynasty, right? And like it was from my from my father to to your father, from to your father to you, then yeah. from you to the kids. And like I don't ever want that to be the case. I don't want them to feel like that's yeah. that's it. But what I do ask is, okay, in whatever you do, how can you serve God there? Yep. You know, like I know Jaden wants to be an engineer, so I'm like, okay, how will you serve God there? Something that. That is very cool. Uh, Jaden loves to draw. And one day I was asking him, how can you use your drawing for Jesus? And he said, well, I've been thinking about maybe one day creating a book. He's like, once, once I am very good at drawing, uh, he wants to create a book for people that, that uh, don't know how to read to be able to see the story of Jesus through just pictures. And I was like, that is beautiful. Yeah. You know, so it is like, how are you going to use your talents? You know, Bennett, his dream is to be a professional soccer player. And I was asking him one day, I'm like, okay, let's pretend that you become the next Messi, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, you're that good. How do you serve God there? And the first thing that he said was, well, I could pray for all of my other um, um, team like players, teammates, like teammates um, and if they are sick or if they are hurt, I can pray for them. And I'm like, okay, you know, it is it is trying to to make them realize you don't have to be at church and you don't have to be yeah. a pastor, but you're still a minister. Yeah. And you're gonna do ministry no matter where you are. Yeah. And it might look different, but how can you use the things that God gives you and and still follow yeah. Him while fulfilling the purpose and the plan that your life has? Yeah. So, I think that it is kind of bringing those questions constantly yep. so that they can process it that way. Yep. You know, not like, what? Are, how are you going to teach or what are you going to preach or, you know, yep. stuff like that because sometimes we just narrow down and put God in that box, yep. in the box of church. Yep. But we need in this world Christians that are outspoken yep. no matter what they're doing. And honestly, that approach is even harder for us because of the context of, mom and dad are pastors yeah. like we're, we're preachers this is this is life yeah right and so they don't get to see what this look just naturally like yeah it, when i talk about god at work i'm still talking about god at church <laughs> right it's right like, it's the same same conversation and so we do have to be a little bit more intentional but everybody does everybody right. has to um be intentional with this and so the the only thing i would add to this conversation as we wrap up is um because i look at my kids as uh on loan from God, making me a steward of something that belongs to God, it means that I'm going to involve God in the parenting. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, if my kids are being knuckleheads, my first thing is, God, what what do I need to do here? Yeah. God, help me w with your children, because right now your children are about to come meet you. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> you're like, what <laughs> what do you think is best in this situation? Or yeah. or God, what are the values that not just what I think my kids need, but God, what do you, what do your kids need? Yeah. Uh, God, you created them. You formed them. You've got purposes and plans. It's not, it's not about my plans. You know, if, if, mm -hmm. if you ask me, what are the plans that you have for each of your kids? I got plans for each of my kids of what they should do, what schools mm -hmm. they should go to, all that stuff. Yeah. I've got them. 
But I, I want to lay those things down at the altar as well and say, look, my desires are all dead because I'm living for Jesus. And if these kids are his, yeah. then I'm going to go to him and say, God, what do you want? What are values? What do we need? God, do you want my kid to be playing soccer right now? Is that a, is that a distraction for him? Is there something else in his life that you want? Uh, should Kelsey be going to gymnastics, right? Is, is that something that you want for her life? Is that good for her? Like, so involving God in this process, yeah. because if, if I'm watching over somebody else's money and I'm not asking them what they want me to do with the money and I'm just spending it however I think is best, I'm not a good steward, right? Mm -hmm. And the same is true with my kids. Like if I'm just parenting how I think is best or what I want to do as a parent yeah. and I'm not involving the, the real father, I've, I've missed it. And, and, you know, like there's this thing in finances that, that we have. Ooh, Saul's going to talk finances? <laughs> going a return on investment. Hey. Uh, you got to invest. The ROI. ROI. <laughs> the return on investment. That's what <laughs> The ROI. Oh, man, uh, Saul, you were right there. Uh, you, you had convinced everybody listening uh, that you know money. <laughs> we have to invest in our children. You know, we, we yeah. have to invest in if you see that God is uh, – Equip, equipping them and you have been asking God, okay, God, it's soccer, you know, something that I still need to do. We really believe that, that there's a purpose for Bennett playing soccer. Is yep. he going to go pro? I don't know, but there's going to be something that happens because he is in this area in yep. his life. Like, is I don't know that it is professional player yeah. it may not be career based at all it may be a seasonal it may be whatever but we're, we're getting clear but, direction from god saying so yeah. so for for us right now he's still doing what he's supposed to be doing right and my so, goodness is that an investment for anybody listening to this that's thinking about putting their kids in I'm travel gonna, soccer we're gonna be putting a GoFundMe on in the comments <laughs> <laughs> no but kid is expensive it is it is a lot you know but we have prayed and we have said god if you keep opening doors for him yep. as long as you allow us to still do it he's still gonna do it yep. you know for for Jaden and his creativity and, and the way that he that, that his brain works we have said the same thing god as long as you give him the the ability wherever it is that we have that we can give we're gonna give yep. so it it is equipping them so if you see that there's something that they really excel at dig a little bit deeper spend more time with it yeah. you know just don't just be like well it is what it is and if it happens it happens you know but you have to sometimes put a little bit more time and a little bit more effort in certain things yep. and then never um not investing in their spiritual life as well yep you know like we talk to them constantly about the bible we have them read the bible we have them um write down like the the the, the they do the, their soap they the do their observation soap. application prayer yes and and we have been teaching them how to do biblical principles with stuff yeah. around the house you know like okay give me the biblical principle of the taco and they're like what and, and they have to take a moment and actually think about how a taco can be as, as uh, how can like it represent god in that some can way? represent god in some way yeah. you know and and uh and it is just having them like think about God consistently. And it is and it's an investment because sometimes you just have to take more time to to teach things, yeah. to exercise things. But you see that investment when they are able to to say things that you're like, Oh, that was actually pretty profound. That's yep. awesome. Yep. You know? I love it. And Sol, you just gave us the most fantastic, perfect way to close this unique episode of Between Sermons. Sol McQuay, what is the biblical principle of the taco? Oh, 
So a taco is delicious, you know, and it has wonderful meat that is perfectly seasoned, you know, and, and it is cut to perfection and it has all of the toppings. But a taco without the tortilla that holds it and puts it all together is not a taco. The same way us, like God has given us all of the beautiful things that we are. We are that perfect meat, perfectly seasoned, that there's nothing else that we're missing. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to come and wrap us, it just makes it perfect. It makes it complete. It makes it unique. It's one. The Holy Spirit is the tortilla? The Holy Spirit the tortilla, they hold us together. <laughs> it holds it all together. Like if not, it's just meat on a plate. That is not a taco. I love it. That is a beautiful biblical principle of the taco. Mm -hmm. For those of you that have no idea what we just did, that's a game that we play at home. Is yep. What's the biblical principle? Yep. We actually teach it in our communications class and our preaching class at, and on missions trips. We yep. teach it. But thank you, Soul, for giving us all something to think about. And uh, it is lunchtime. And so tacos? Tacos. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out for this very unique Between Sermons. We had a great time with Joe McGee on Sunday, and next week we've got another guest, Joe Sangle, as we go into a finance series. We're going to have a lot of fun with that as well. Hope you'll be back for another episode of Between Sermons next time. See you there. Bye.